Since the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, global health systems have been challenged like never before. As time and resources were directed towards responding to the virus, it was the dedication of healthcare workers that kept services running. Amongst the uncertainty, our hardworking Queensland clinicians have continued their pursuit of excellence, innovating and adapting the way they work to ensure consumers always receive the best care possible. To them, the pandemic was an opportunity to learn and grow and to ensure healthcare delivery continues to evolve to the ever-changing landscape. Because if we've learned anything from the last two years, it is that things will always change and our clinicians will always rise to the occasion. The corporate world transitioned quickly to working from home and endless video chats when the pandemic struck. The transition for our healthcare system while keeping patients at the forefront was much more complex. How did our clinicians manage to keep hospitals open and functioning for those who needed them, meet the potential demands of COVID surges and transition care safely where possible? While I would say dedication and a little creativity, I'll defer to them. on the clinical team. So I belong to the Good Start program, which is a multi-Pacific Island program targeting the health of those people within Queensland. I'm lucky enough to work within our paediatric obesity clinic, which we call the Healthy Kids Club. Firstly, I'd like to respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the land and acknowledge the leaders past, present and future. So who, is, who are the Healthy Kids Club? As I said, we belong to the Good Start program. So within the Good Start program, we have five pillars, mainly preventative health. So we have multicultural health workers and multicultural nutritionists who target all life stages in preventative health. So our team goes out to schools, out to churches, other community centres to meet the community where they're at and their needs. So we provide culturally appropriate care for all of these community members. In three years ago, we were lucky enough to receive some funding from the Logan Council to establish a paediatric obesity clinic. Because of the nature of the funding, we actually provide care to anyone from any cultural background, not just multi-Pacific Islander, and we're blessed to sit within Logan, so we'll see anyone from any background. We see refugees, multi-Pacific Islanders. Um, we have quite a large Asian community as well, so we're very privileged to work with all of those diverse communities. When we established the clinic three years ago, we asked the community what they wanted from us, and they asked that we establish our obesity clinic within the community. So we actually sit within some non-government organisation uh, hubs, so the Benevolent Society and Access Gateway in Logan Central. They requested that we do have a multicultural health worker, which has proven to be very key in our care. Some things that make our clinic very successful in engaging with this complex um, community is that we hold a mobile phone and these families are actually able to access us at any time. We're quite flexible as a department. Overall, the Good Start program um, are very good at meeting the needs of these families, so we provide 
home visits, we visit them at school, we're very adaptable in terms of our clinic appointment times and again that mobile phone um, has been very key in establishing rapport with these families. In terms of outcomes, the evidence um, suggests a reduction in BMI of 0.25 to 0.05 of BMI Z score. But our vision as the Healthy Kid Club is to provide a holistic level of care and empower these families to take charge of their own health. We're very family centred and also want to focus these families on working towards their own individual um, goal, whether it be a sporting goal or working more connected as a family um, or other aspects of their health. We try to stay away from looking at the number on the scale. So why was this clinic established? So I'm sure all of you here are aware the staggering numbers of obesity within Australia. One in four Australian children are overweight or obese placing Australia's youngest generation at an increased risk of chronic disease. With a high risk of obesity escalating into adulthood and extreme poor attendance rates at other obesity <laughs> clinics, we met the needs of these families in establishing the Healthy Kids Club. I just play a video now. A paediatric obesity clinic successfully addressed the restrictions enforced by COVID-19, empowering children and families to tackle the complexities of obesity from their own home. A multidisciplinary team, including a multicultural health worker, dietitian, clinical nurse consultant, physiotherapist and psychologist, delivered culturally tailored and family-centred care via telehealth to address nutrition, physical activity, sleep, screen time and family connectiveness. Patient engagement with the service was maximised with the provision of an obstacle course kit, promoting physical activity and individually tailored recipes adapted to the food environment change related to COVID-19. These activities were paired with cooking demonstrations and physical activity circuits that were filmed by the team and delivered to the whole family as a strategy to address diet and exercise together. So what does our service look like? The families will meet all five team members, which is myself as the dietitian, the physio, CNC, who's also our diabetes educator, our health worker and psychologist. They come to us at their first appointment where we do a full assessment, which is an assessment of their medical history, social situation, and we do some goal setting as well. Um, I'll do a full diet history and our physio will do a battery of physical tests. This generally takes an hour and a half to two hours. From there, we'll do case formulation as a team and then see the patient generally every two weeks. We find every two weeks gives the best outcomes for these families to practice the goals that we've set, but also keep them engaged. But in saying that, we're very flexible. Some patients do need to see us weekly or because of their work or family commitments, we can stretch it out to a month, but generally every two weeks. When they come in for their view, review, they don't necessarily see the whole team. As I said, we work towards that patient's goal. So sometimes they just want to work on diet or physical activity, so they'll only see that clinician. Most patients are engaged with us for up to 12 months. We see that most families will need that to either maintain their BMI or start losing weight. Referrals in. So our criteria is to see any child under the age of 18 years of age. We are family-centred, so we do encourage the whole entire family to be involved in the, in the patient's care, which means sometimes we will be seeing infants, grandparents will come along, cousins, sometimes we have up to 10 family members while we just focused on that one child. Anyone can refer to us within Queensland Health or Education Queensland as well. 
Part of our service now is that we are piloting a type 2 diabetes clinic, which is pretty exciting. Um, it is identified that a lot of our young type 2 patients were not engaging in the traditional service. One of those was access to the clinic, transport, but also a lot of shame involved in that diagnosis and treatment. So we're trialling this type 2 clinic within one of our community centres. We have a visiting SMO who comes sees the patients once every three months, but that patient comes to see us every two weeks for their lifestyle management. Our guiding principles. So in 2017, members of the Paediatric Obesity Working Group launched this evidence-based guideline for obesity management. So this is the model of care that we've based our um, service around. Those are the probably main principles that I think um, make our service quite successful, that being that we are a multidisciplinary team, but we are providing quite an intense service to these patients, but focusing on parental involvement and um, family-centred care. This is one of the tools that we use in the clinic. We've adapted it from the New South Wales Healthy 8 model. So we do this at the initial appointment. This allows us for that flexible care. During lockdown, we were still able to use this model when we are providing telehealth services and allowed us to provide a bit more of a flexible intervention around these eight areas. So we'll show the patient this tool and ask them to assess themselves um, around those eight lifestyle factors and explain that they're all interconnected. For example, if you're not sleeping properly, you won't have enough energy to go exercise. Maybe you'll be sitting on the computer a little bit more and snacking a little bit. So we'll explain to them, can you please rate yourself from one to 10 on how much water you think you'd be drinking? And they might rate themselves three. And then from there, we can set a goal around that in two weeks time, um, assess where they're at. So as I said, a Good Start program, I'm very blessed to work with such an imaginative, creative group of clinicians and health workers. So even before COVID, we were quite adaptable and flexible with our clients, but this has allowed us to adapt our services given the government restrictions. So like most services, we switched to telehealth. Um, for some of those patients, it meant um, FaceTime um, because that was quite a bit easier for them but we also adapted our intervention. So rather than the face-to-face -face education, we filmed a lot of our education and then stepped through that education with them via the screen. So as the dietitian, I filmed a lot of my cooking demonstrations because that was part of my intervention beforehand. We would go to their house and do cooking with the families, but we just switched to doing that via FaceTime or they walked through doing that themselves via some of the videos that we filmed. Before in the video, you saw Joe, our physio, doing the obstacle course kit. So that's something that we created and actually shipped out to the families' homes and set goals around them. So the kids would be doing that as a family every day in between their homeschooling, and we could walk through doing that with them via FaceTime or telehealth as well. Before COVID, we actually, on the right there, created our own resources. So we found we did things a little bit different at the Healthy Kids Club. So rather than giving the families printed fact sheets, um, we utilised our resources as education and goal setting. So we were able to bring those out to the family's home during COVID and just continue our intervention as normal. For example, rather than giving them information on energy balance and calorie counting, we could do that as a worksheet through them via some of these exercises. 
So our research, we are very blessed to have a research dietitian on our team who is currently um, completing our evaluation. So data was um, analysed relating to the service delivery during COVID restrictions compared to before when we delivered face-to-face. -face. So the outcomes that were collected were that FTA rates were the same. Um, we were actually very lucky to not have any decrease in our numbers and our occasions of service. A lot of families were actually quite motivated during that time to work as a family and engage in the service. And it was made quite easy because we were doing it all by telehealth and we were flexible in that we could work around the parents' work schedule also. From March to May in 2019, there were 102 occasions of service with the FTA, FTA rate of 7.3. For the period um, during COVID lockdown, there was a decrease of FTA from 45% to 4% once we implemented those services. Generally, the feedback that we did receive from a lot of our families after the first lockdown is that they wanted to continue the services as we were delivering it during COVID. So a lot of families right now are still seeing us via telehealth or FaceTime, and we have had quite an increase in home visits. So we see that a lot of those families are moving away from all the traditional service of coming into clinic and want to work as a family in the home because we can provide more individualised care. We can see how the family works together and the greater family, so aunts, uncles, grandma can come together, can provide healthcare to the whole entire family. So the major lessons that we've learned, and we've spoken to this greater as a team um, within Good Start, is to have patience and genuine care for these families. We've tried so many things during these times and been very, very flexible and we've failed quite a lot, but generally we want to see our success and that's mainly continue engagement with our family, but also those health outcomes. So we're still seeing those families losing weight um, and making those healthy lifestyle changes, but we're also seeing the struggles that everyone's facing during COVID. So the mental health, it's, it's causing us to be a little bit more flexible, probably push a little harder, work a little bit harder. We're doing a lot more home visits, which is taxing on our clinicians. So one lesson that we have learned is to look after each other, be mindful of our own mental health during these times. So the team will be continuing our telehealth service for the rest of the um, year, as we can see it, but we'll continue with those flexible resources and implementation of our care, so including the obstacle kit course, um, telehealth and group services via, sorry, group cooking services via telehealth also. And that's all, thank you very much. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast and taking the time to learn about the wonderful work of Queensland's frontline clinicians. To continue the conversation, head on over to Facebook and let us know of any pockets of excellence you think deserve to be showcased. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Clinical Excellence Queensland.